0: So, yeah, no, just it's funny that both of us had this paging background 100 years ago that we had an overlap with uh, Glen Air and um, um, we were looking to purchase a paging network for Aircel at the time. So, it's very the amount of connections that once you start looking under the hood, Stuart, the amount of connections that are there are just sort of amazing. So, um,
1: anyway, it's, yeah. it's, I just find it fascinating when you look back that far. Which isn't really that far it doesn't see it certainly doesn't feel that far no but when you look back 20 30 years how different the world was you know um people carried little battery-powered boxes on their belt people wore belts when mm-hmm. people carried battery-powered boxes on their belts which you could send a you know 200 character message to mm. um just telling people you know help get me this thing or call me back or don't forget you you were going to pick this thing up for me um famously my uh, i was working when i was actually working at glenair we always had a lot of packaging material hanging around the office and um my wife paged me um on a on a text pager but um in those days obviously you had to call into a call center um and yeah. relay the message that they would then type it down and send it uh, after the pager and uh, the message that she tried to send was um polystyrene chips she wanted me to get some of those little you know polystyrene mm. popcorn chips for some packaging the message i got was i promised irene chips <laughs> <laughs> <What>? <laughs> uh, that's brilliant. so but, i mean the uh i guess the, the, the fundamental point though is you know um back then it was all about a very short uh, a few character messages um, and the value that they can bring when you can receive that on the go and here we are yeah it's so, amazing well, so so it's it's not- the, not- the sms message and, and and off we go right
0: yeah there was noise in the channel you might say so I'm, I'm talking to Stuart mitchell and we were just i suddenly realized that a long time ago um i was involved with air cell which is the irish network uh, pr- uh we were purchasing a uh, page network and um it looked like Stuart was maybe on the other side of that transaction. With a very, actually, very uh, well run company at the time called Glen Eyre, which provided really quality page number. But enough, I'm sure all the young whose eyes are rolling here, Stuart. We'll just move on quickly. I, I think one of the things, I think your point there is that the short message uh, that, you know, SMS is what it became, scratches a niche even today. It's like, it's it just meets a basic requirement for people to have the right information at the right time anywhere
1: yeah absolutely i you know i I started my working life in radio right um at a time i'm not that old that tv wasn't the dominant medium at the the time right but um radio is still very very relevant to people's lives you know that's Mm. what many many people listen to in the car that's many many people use to connect um it's changed it's adapted over the years and, and now we think more about podcasts like this one but at the end of the day it's it's an audio medium an audio only medium Um, and there is no better way to engage with two people talking to each other there are some fundamental human needs Mm. um, in terms of communication in terms of like you say scratching that itch um, uh, and and a a method of communicating with each other and the ability of sending short sharp messages um, is something that I just simply can't see going away there's been so much talk of the death of SMS in the industry and now we're playing um with with whatsapp and pictures, and I've been doing that for twenty years as well mm-hmm. um but um you know that 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 fundamental um basic short sharp interaction is is a universal human need i think
0: yeah and well uh, also your the list of companies you worked with are pretty impressive you know there's just uh various signs um Cereuses, um Zariot and so on uh, so like you're right. In the middle of where the industry is, I, I mean, what's your your feeling about, say, uh, you know, RCS or, or uh, rich business messaging as it's become? Do you do you see that as finally turned around and becoming an important
1: channel going forward for businesses to contact customers? I mean, you're asking the right person. I, I kind of represent all sides of the the, the RCS story uh, in my current role at Cinch um it's a channel not without challenges right um it's been sitting on the shelf in the specifications for 15 odd years now it's got a pretty bad reputation people point to the fact that Apple will certainly shows no signs of of working with RCS but now we have some countries with some significant adoption uh we've got 55 percent of all mobile users in Brazil are available to be reached over RCS 50 north of 50 percent as well in Mexico um, some smaller markets, you know, it's only down around ten percent in the US at the moment, but even in Western Europe, thirty-seven um, percent, I think, in in Spain, twenty-five percent in in the UK. Mm-hmm. Um, the thing about RCS is, and, and we see this time and time again, customers who have tried it. To reach out to their customers who put an effort into building a full conversational chatbot driven campaign get fantastic results mm, the, mm. the return on investment um is ultimately what drives the bottom line right you know if i spend this much money am i going to get money back from my customers and the fact that the customers that we build sophisticated campaigns for come back again and again and again tells mm. me that you know rcs is a, is, a, is a fantastic technology now you know looking back at history there's been history of fantastic technologies being jettisoned along the way for any number of reasons Betamax is an obvious example (laughs) far better technology than VHS um (laughs) but was doomed for any number of reasons so you know good technology is not a guarantee of success but with Google's backing uh with the tight integration to the Android handset um there's every reason why it it yeah it should succeed um, and you know things are definitely going in the right direction at the moment. I've seen, I've been working in this space for about a year now, and there's been a definite acceleration on a global basis, both in terms of customers, operators expressing an interest, and obviously, you know, numbers of users um, using it on a day-to-day basis.
0: Yeah, and you're working with Cinch at the moment, that you you're exposed to the omni-channel model. So, you know, what sort of channels do Cinch offer to customers? um
1: I'm not here to advertise cinch obviously but <laughs> we have probably the widest range of channels that, that we offer under our omni-channel hood so um you know we've taken an, a a broad approach um WhatsApp is is the most dominant channel I think for most providers globally mm-hmm. at the moment um we offer RCS we offer Viber Line WeChat KakaoTalk we've got our own cinch chat we've got Apple messages for business um we've looked at google business messages um i think the, the entire list is 14 um really? unfortunately, I, mean, yeah. I don't have them entirely to hand. Yeah, um, yeah sure but still but, uh you know i'm sitting in a team of um dedicated um and very smart product managers working really hard to uh bring all these channels to life under that single omni channel offering mm.
0: and one of the th- problems facing the industry uh i think in particular you'd be I have a great deal of expertise there is the problem of spam and, and fraud um is this just a battle we're going to have to keep fighting um, on going, Stuart? What, what's your feeling about it?
1: SMS is a channel that is is full of issues, right? Um, it's been built in a very flexible way for all the right reasons. And we see the same on the voice channel for, for what it's worth. But um, you know, the ability of setting your own sender, sender ID is, is incredibly flexible. It means that people can... Set send, send out a one-way message I can set the sender ID to whatever I want it to be um, and it arrives on the handset you know, you, you know the, the consumer gets the impression they know where that message is coming from. However that kind of flexibility um, leads to the ability for fraud um, yeah. you know, Mobile Ecosystem Forum have put a sender ID registration scheme in place which is um, starting to address some of those uh, challenges but even outside of that um, there has been a massive proliferation of SMS-based phishing attempts or smishing, Um, and I think anyone, uh, you know, I've actually seen them come in from all all around the world. Anyone who has been following me and watching me on LinkedIn has seen me talk about this uh, for a couple of years now. Mm -hmm. Um, It can be tackled. Um, It's not going to be easy, uh, but it needs to be tackled in the core. I think the risk at the moment, or where we are now, is that basically the only advice that's being disseminated is to tell users not to click links uh coming in our messages but you know that kind of destroys some of the core functionality yeah. we've built as, as part mm-hmm. of the the ecosystem it's So tricky, yeah. you know we have to restore that trust mm. um it's interesting with, with with um with channels like rcs you know you have verified senders so you know if it says coca-cola in the sender agent you know it's coca-cola because an independent third party whether it's google whether it's your mobile operator or whether it's a company like Cinch, probably all three actually. I've mm. actually verified and made sure that that really is the the company you think you're speaking to. Uh, that, coupled with end-to-end encryption, uh, the lack of ability of uh, you know the ss seven uh, vulnerabilities that are out there in, in the ecosystem as well, mm. means that um, you know we can bring that kind of trust back, but. In reality, we're going to remain in an SMS world for quite a long time. For well,
0: yeah, just for practical reasons. Really. Yeah, no, yeah. no, really, it's it's quite interesting. You know, it's come, uh, the, the, it never gets simpler, it always gets more complex. But at the same time, the usage keeps growing. So that's the good news, you know. So, to, absolutely,
1: absolutely. So, so, I mean, it's a live issue in Ireland, uh, particularly. Uh, yeah. the, the, the smishing is a big problem. And, you know, friends of mine have sent me screenshots of legitimate messages on the same thread as phishing attempts both got the same allied irish bank um, sender mm. id mm. it's it's scary um i wrote a, a linkedin post because my mother um received um a, a, a smishing message herself uh, and i had to go through the whole process of educating her teaching her but um it was pretty sophisticated stuff. You know, mm. you click on a link. It looks like a legitimate business. The next thing it ask for is your full name, your date of birth. Why do you need provide date of birth for a parcel? Mm. And then your credit card details, and then your bank details. And they were harvesting so much information. Yeah, um, it's
0: it's it, even people like us who are sort of aware and allegedly tactically sophisticated. You know, it's very easy sometimes to make a slip. You know, you mm. uh, you know, sometimes I start something and go like, hold on a second. Uh, um, so like if the average person isn't going to be as clued in, you know, cause they're not dealing with this issue every day. So yeah, I know it's, it's sort of scary, but so it's coming up to Christmas, Stuart. So I'm sure you're getting lovely presents. Uh, and so, on. well, what, uh, if there was going to be a present for the, uh, the, uh, industry, what would you, what would you ask for?
1: A present for the mobile industry? Yeah. I mean, the classic beauty queen answer is world peace, right? So should I just shoot for, a, should I shoot for a world without mobile fraud? I don't know. Uh, I think there's a lot of positive signs out there at the moment. The, uh, the CPAS industry is going through a bit of a tough time at the moment. Um, you know, financially, uh, the, the, you know, you can look at any public company and their, their, their stock results. It, it's pretty tough out there. There's been some staff reductions at, at all the major logos, mm. some more dramatic than others. Um, but I think going into twenty three, you know, we're all well positioned in, in a in a in a very vibrant industry, with some great ideas, some great solutions, um, and we're beginning to see, in things like RCS, in things like WhatsApp, you know, some real true green shoots of um, new use cases coming through that I think will, will will power us well into the future.
0: Yeah, yeah, no, it, it's really. I saw some of the there was a a MEF conference at the Google headquarters in Dublin earlier in the year, and uh, some of the use cases presented by the operators were. Pretty interesting, pretty encouraging. I was, I was, I had a bit of a personal, um, the road
1: to Damascus moment going like this so this is actually working. You know, it's just pretty, pretty cool. You know, so. Yeah, I was, just... I was distraught not to have made that conference, but uh, I was actually laid out with COVID. Believe it or not. Oh wow, yeah. It's Deeply sort of unfashionable to get that so late. But uh, anyway. Yeah,
0: I went to the MEF conference in London at the end of last year and I got COVID. Well, I got a lot I had a lot of fun, then I got COVID, we <laughs> <but, but, laughs> <laughs> can't play uh Math for this, but anyway. Uh so music. Um uh, the part of the podcast that people love. Are
1: you a music guy or what, what's your am I a music guy? Yeah. So I started playing piano at the age of four. Uh my mother's a professional pianist, my brother's a professional flutist. Um uh I, I studied music all the way up through university. Um wow, wow. I did a combined degree in uh physics and music. Get the hell out of here. Absolutely true. Uh because oh, all I ever wanted to, background. All I ever wanted to do was uh be a record producer. So oh, here so I this is a,
0: sorry, uh energy. There's an incredible correlation between mathematics and music, isn't it? Often you see this pattern all the time. You know, it's it's amazing.
1: Absolutely, and if you, if you look at the works of someone like J.S. Bach and, and oh, really yeah. begin to analyze it, and you can break that down into into mathematical, almost into mathematical formulas. Mm. Um, I think where I I lacked ability in music, I never really had that. And I really got as far as the creative flair. One of the exercises that you do at uh, at A-level, you know, aged 18 in the UK, is they give you a melody and you you have to harmonize it. Mm-hmm. I could completely do that by numbers, right? Um, mm-hmm. I could analyze that, look at the notes, figure out which chord they fitted into, and, and, and work the whole thing through by numbers. But I never had the artistic flair, mm. um, the ability to really... Because you know it's, it's astonishing what people can do. My, my mother's got perfect pitch. You know, you name her a note, she'll she'll sing you that note. Um, mm. You play a piece, and she'll tell you it's in the wrong key. Um, I've got friends um, with similar sort of skills. It's incredible. I, I, you know, and and people like my mother can look at a piece of music and 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 hear it, right? Mm. Hear mm. it in her head. I, 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 you know, I never quite got to that part. Um, my my dad's an engineer. I think I just got too much of a blend of the two of them. So. Uh, mm. Yeah, um,
0: you're, you're similar to me. I, lo- I uh, play the piano badly, as I say, but I don't have that um, instinct. My brother on the other hand, is a fantastic pianist and um, I envy his, um, he's again an engineer as well, but I envy his um, just incredible ability to sit down and just pull it out of his head straight away your mother i'm I'm probably you for all i know um (laughs) you know are are, um, very similar so that's that's really interesting so i mean what types of music do you like are you broad church man or are you i I would say i'm a
1: very broad church yeah um i I listen to absolutely everything and anything i mean i I do spend way too much time now listening to podcasts (laughs) rather than music um but i always like to have music on when i work um and I, I tend to pull together playlists and, you know, listen to them through and, and, and figure them out and, and do all kinds of stuff. Music's a really important part of my life. You said to me I could pick any genre and that just blew my mind. I got no sleep last night, which, <laughs> which, which, which track to pitch today. And uh, it's, it's a bit unfair having to pick one, isn't it? <laughs> I've even been chatting with a few friends uh, today, this morning, saying, what on earth am I going to do about this? So, well, uh, I'll
0: tell you what, why, why don't you name three but nominate one and... Uh, <laughs> you know just to give you an idea of of your
1: your taste i'm just going to go straight to one if that's okay um uh just by way of introduction coldplay is a band that is is really important to me um been leave a long time and it kind of feeds into a lot of the emotions that i've had with my family for any number of various reasons um i've seen them in concert a few times i went with uh, a really good buddy of mine this summer we saw them at wembley stadium and it's just a really joyful, euphoric experience to go mm. to any Coldplay concert. I'd recommend it to anybody, if you're a fan or not, a great go and see them. It's one of the best parties you'll ever be at. Uh, the track I've Chosen is a sky full of stars. Um, just because it's positive, it's optimistic, it comes in the middle of a, a pretty dark album, uh, Ghost Stories, that they wrote. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can't fail to be lifted up by the the emotion of the song. So uh, yeah, great that's fun. the song I'd like to play out with today
0: brilliant well, we'll do that Stuart. and if you're going to put a christmas song in do you have any thoughts
1: <laughs> it has to be the Pogues. you, you <laughs> cannot you cannot go past the Pogues.
0: well you, yeah i know it's uh, it's i cannot get past that i it's just eating the lyrics um just incredible but uh, not, yeah. not
1: least i have memories of my daughter who wanted to be picked up and me carrying her dancing around the room listening to that song that's one of her favorite songs and uh it's
0: such a the, the the lyrics are very grim uh, it's a very grim story you know so, <laughs> but uh, the music is uplifting it's it's a sort of funny what you just said it's a, it's the emotion in the music but exactly. anyway listen Stuart, it's been brilliant thanks and really appreciate your your thoughts on business and your thoughts on music
1: thanks very much Bye.
3: Yeah uh. When all our dreams come true
2: They got cars big as bars, they got rivers of gold But the wind goes right through you, it's no place for the old When you first took my hand on a cold Christmas Eve You promised me Broadway was waiting for you
3: Pretty Queen of New York City When, when the band, band finished playing, playing They held up for more Sinatra was swinging All the junk they we were swingin'. singing We kissed on the corner Then danced through the night The boys of the NYPD choir Were singing Go no away, And the bells are ringing out For Christmas Day You
2: scumbag, you maggot, Chit-cheek, lousy faggot, happy Christmas. Your eyes, I pray God it's our love. The boys of the N.Y.P.D. choir still singing, going back
3: and and the bells are ringing out for Christmas Day. I could have been someone. I kept them with me by, I put them with my own Can't make it all alone, i built my dreams around you yeah. The boys in the NYPD chorus, the singing go away by And the bells are ringing out for Christmas Day